Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Salemi. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. Hard to believe, but November 9th is here or there. It's about a week away. It's next week, but we're going to meet there at OIS at AAO in New Orleans at the Hyatt Regency New Orleans. We'll be joined with 1,000 of our closest friends and colleagues for a day-long discussion about innovation in ophthalmology. And if you haven't registered yet, then you need a little convincing. And I have just the man to help with that. Our guest today is Emmett Cunningham. Emmett, of course, developed the OIS concept with Craig Simak, the CEO of Healthogy. And together we have put on close to, I think we're up to our 17th OIS, and this will be our ninth OIS at AAO, and each one, I think, is better than the last, and this year's is no exception. It's going to be a large event. The registration numbers are very strong and, uh, again, could be one of our largest, but what I really find interesting is the way that OIS has sort of evolved into an opportunity for two-way dialogues. We introduced the breakfast breakout sessions a few years ago, and those are extraordinarily popular. Sad to say they're all sold out. So if you have not registered yet, you uh, will not be able to get into those sessions. But I hope it will serve as uh, incentive to sign up earlier next year. The day after OIS, we'll also have a masterclass session that Emmett has been instrumental in putting together. And we invite you to find out more about that. We're going to talk about that a bit on the podcast today. But if you go to ois.net and look under events, you'll see the information about the masterclass session. Both of these editions really uh, help create a, a two-way dialogue, which is something not a lot of conferences offer. So I really think they're valuable additions to OIS. There's opportunity to improve both. And we're doing that. And we'll talk with Emmett about that also. But they really do complement what is a full day of really high-level discussions about innovation in ophthalmology. In this podcast, we'll talk about the masterclass and the breakfast breakout sessions, but most of it will be spent on going through this year's agenda. We've got some, some new discussions, some new topics, new approaches, Gil Kleiman, once again, is uh, bringing his creative genius to developing new types of panels to, to address questions differently. So it really promises to be a wonderful day. I hope you will attend. Go to OIS.net to find out all the information and, of course, to register. But until then, just uh, take a few minutes and listen to this conversation with Emmett Cunningham, the co-chair of the Ophthalmology Innovation Summit. Emmett Cunningham, welcome back to the OIS podcast. Thank you, Tom. Looking forward to uh, 
November 9th. It'll be a big day. It, it's creeped up on us, and it's it's shaping up to be uh, another great day. We always kind of measure the, the size of uh, the success of the conference, at least I do, by the, by the size. And I know there's many other qualities, but this is looking to be, again, one of our larger ones. New Orleans is always a good town to have a, a meeting, but, of course, it speaks to the quality of the content on, on stage as well. And I, and I want to get into that main agenda, but I want to talk to you a bit about the evolution of OAS because we, we seem you seem to be taking we seem to be taking it into a direction where we're not just putting the leaders of ophthalmology on stage for you to, to listen to, but we're we're moving into some kind of problem solving function where we're having these these great breakfast breakout sessions in the morning, and unfortunately they're all sold out. It's a first come first serve basis for that, but we're tackling some some uh, terrific issues that we're not really don't tend to touch upon on center stage and then on the next day and, and we'll get into the breakout session in a second and the next day we're having the, the master class so do you see ois sort of becoming more than uh, an, a, a single day agenda where it's a, almost a one-way type of conversation would you like it to be more uh, interactive and, uh, and more helpful to uh, folks in industry who maybe need some guidance so great questions a little bit complicated. I'll try. I'll try to be succinct and, and think, <laughs> I'm excited, think to the point. You know, we we when we came upon um, OIS, Craig Samak and I initially, and then and very soon thereafter, invited Bill Link and, and Gil Kleiman to join us to build this. Um, you know, we we envisioned a single day meeting, which we've tried to stay true to, with all the people who were constituents in the sort of innovation cycle, as Bill Link likes to call it. And, and you know, that is really the private companies, the public companies, the investors, investors, the thought leaders, and the service providers. And we wanted to put it next to a major meeting because we thought everyone would be going anyway, and so we'd have them there. And that has worked. And to that point, we've we've tried not to to fiddle with something that is very successful. So the structure of the main day has remained the same, and we'll get to that. It's uh, you know it's going to be very similar in structure this year to what it has been in the past. But we've had feedback at virtually every meeting uh, regarding two points. First, not enough time for interaction and networking. And second, you know, what about me? <laughs> Which is, I'd like to be involved with OAS. I'd like <laughs> to be on stage. I'd, I'd like to just participate, which is a totally reasonable thing, particularly in our, in our sector where we have many, many uh, value-add people, people who can contribute in meaningful ways. And so the way we've tried to to incorporate those suggestions were to first introduce the breakfast breakout sessions. I think we did it three or four years ago initially. Uh, we wanted to do that during breakfast. We, we have relatively little time during the day. We wanted to involve KOLs and um, industry representatives and the FDA. It's often hard to get those constituents on stage in the main meeting, at least in, in meaningful numbers. And we wanted it to be interactive with Q&A uh, with, with audience. So uh, that has worked out well, and I, I think we've grown from rooms that had, say, 30 or 40 people mm -hmm. to now rooms that have 100. And and unfortunately, we we just don't have the meeting space to have you know 2,000 person meetings. So the the breakfast breakout sessions are about half of the audience is able to get a seat, and so we encourage people to register for those slots uh, early. Uh, the topics, I think, are, are compelling. We have uh, ODMD collaborations in innovation, MIGS and glaucoma, private equity and private practice and what that means for innovation, discussion, discussion both with Malvina Edelman on the device side and then in a separate room with Dr. Wiley Chambers 
on the drug side uh, and a panel on, on dry eye history and activity and then retina and update one of the one of the recent milestones and as you know retina is one of our more active subsectors absolutely each of those has three to five people in it and each of those people each of those individual people in and of themselves would be worth listening to so I hope people can get into the session they they would like to and that they enjoy it. I think they will. I personally wish we would record them, although, as you and I have discussed previously, it's it's both cumbersome and expensive to have five separate recording sessions going. So if you want to hear it, I think you have to be there. Yep. No, I think that's a good advice. And if you want to record it, let us know. We'll, We'll do what we can if there's certainly a lot of demand. And on the next day, and we'll get into the, the, the session, uh, the main session in a second, the, the master class is something that we introduced a couple of years ago. Yeah, we've done three master classes now, and it, it was sort of the same thing. Uh, this is a, has been on a Friday morning, uh, the Friday immediately after um, OIS. And here we wanted to have the opportunity to do a deep dive with a broader group, again, highly interactive. We did one, the first one, I believe, was on developing drugs and devices uh, in ophthalmology and was really focused on on the FDA and Dr. Chambers and Dr. Edelman were core and central to that day. We did one at ASCRS on how to launch an ophthalmic product or device. And then this one, this the Friday after on November 10th, will be on commercializing your ophthalmic drug. And again, it's uh, lots of time for Q&A. I, I think we have in aggregate about two hours of open Q&A time. We end with an hour of Q&A with all the presenters. We've tried to keep the presentations succinct. They're 10-minute presentations, and they're topics like establishing a price and reimbursement, preparing for your launch, preparing KOLs, and then we have several talks on nuances of uh, preparing to commercialize in specific regions like North America, Europe, and Asia. And I've always thought that these are great fora for discussing and and having a very interactive uh, back and forth regarding very selected topics. So they've been well-received in the past. We typically get about 100 people in them. Uh, and this year, we're expecting about that same number. It'll be at the same venue uh, the day after the main OIS meeting. Hi, everyone. Tom here. We're going to take a quick break from this conversation with Emmett Cunningham to give you a little more information about our OIS at AAO master class. Number one, it's happening on November 10th, not November 9th. So this is the day after, the morning after. It's a half-day event. And it will explore strategies for the successful commercialization of new drugs. It's got great speakers from Shire, Santon, Parsons Medical Communications, C2C Strategy Consulting, and Quorum Consulting. All you need to do to find out more is go to OIS.net, find the events button, really easy to find, click on OIS at AAO Masterclass. You'll get all the info you need, including the agenda. And, of course, that great gold register button. Use that and join us on November 10th at the OIS at AAO Masterclass. Now let's get back into this conversation about the upcoming OIS at AAO meeting. Let's get into the, the, the day itself. Uh, this is uh, sort of your uh, – you, you, you open this one up with your, your presentation, your year-in-review presentation. I don't think people understand how much work – goes into putting that together. Can you kind of walk us through a little bit what uh, what you do to, to to assemble that report? You helped me with several of the slides, and I think it's three or four slides that you're kind enough to help me with, and uh, you know how much you have to do to get those three. And <laughs> usually by the time it's shared in its entirety, there are about 60 slides. 
And so you can imagine it's it's weeks worth of work to pull together, um, which on the one hand I dread, but on the other hand I relish because it, it allows me to get up to speed and stay up to speed in the sector and, and have a very good hand on the pulse or finger on the pulse of what's going on. You know, it's a little made a little bit more reasonable by the fact that I have a template, and so I typically in in turn go through very important topics like the FDA, recent approvals, uh, phase two, three trials that we expect to read out in the near term, et cetera. And so it's it's on the one hand, I know exactly how to do it. It's just I have to sit down and actually do it, which I'm in the process of doing right now. But but I enjoy it. I hope people get uh, some benefit from it. And you do reach out. You do, you you survey folks in the in the uh, in the industry and, and try to collect their thoughts as well. So uh, it must be a nice opportunity just to uh, to hear what other people are thinking. Yeah, it's um. You'd, well, maybe you wouldn't be surprised. There is a consensus about what the sort of highlights are, but not infrequently I hear things that I wouldn't have thought about, and uh, that's very helpful. Um, it used to be 15 minutes. We're moving it to 10 because we're all we want to get more in the main meeting, and so what I'll be able to touch on is is limited. But I always appreciate the help and suggestions from people. Great. Well, we'll look forward to to getting that report out. You'll be followed up by the uh, company showcases. I know we had a lot of uh, interest uh, from companies wanting to present this year. Uh, we can only have uh, so many. Uh, any any common themes or qualities of the companies up on stage this year that you'd like to share? Uh, well. Two things we, you know, we have in the past tried to separate the showcases thematically, either as anterior versus posterior or device versus drugs. That has become less possible. And while we do sort of cluster companies of, of related themes or, or products together uh, for the, I think because it's nice to hear them one after another, um, it's it's clear that the mix changes every year. And so this year, simply we have three showcases that are untitled but highlight what I, I'm sure are the most exciting companies in the sector. The other um, sort of high-level point that I want to make, and I hope people listen to this will listening to this will, will take heed. We have a hard time getting sort of very early pre-institutional investor companies to apply. We get some, but we don't get many, and I'm I'm not quite sure why. I'd, I'd like to encourage them to to uh, to apply to present. We've we actually had scheduled a dedicated showcase just for those companies this year, and we had a hard time finding enough of the sort of interest and quality to fill it, and so didn't have an emerging company showcase for that reason. So I would like to see more of the earlier companies. I know some people have said that it's the same old companies. Part of that is that our sector just has a limited number uh, of sort of super interesting, very high-quality, well-backed companies. And I think part of it is the early stage companies feel as though they're not either ready or they, they want to stay somewhat stealthy, and so they don't want to come out and present. But uh, I would encourage you when you're ready to please apply and present so that we can all get excited with you. I was, I was wondering, is, is there an unusually high amount of stealth in ophthalmology? Are people overly, uh, overly concerned about sharing too much? Uh, this is my impression, and um, it, take it for what it's worth. I, I think it's it's the amount of stealth is 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 inversely correlated with the amount of patent protection that you can achieve. So, typically, if you have a drug identified, which is highly patentable and patented, uh, either through composition of matter or use, um, people are, are happy to talk about it because you can't really assail that. Uh, devices are tend to be a little more stealthy because people think you can sort of engineer, engineer often engineer around a given device, and so they tend to wait until they're further along in the development pathway. 
and um, obviously sort of software-based, internet-based uh, things are sort of the, the most engineerable, if you will. They, they, so they are very, tend to be very stealthy. Um, diagnostics probably fall somewhere in between devices and, and the, the latter. So, yeah, it does vary, and we see, I see more of it in the, on the device diagnostic side and definitely on the IT side. And, and what we're doing differently this year is following the, the presentations, we'll have an industry insights into innovation panel, which will have a, a number of the group heads and the business development leads from, uh, from the larger players in ophthalmology. What, uh, what is the, the function of, of that panel? What are you hoping to, uh, to discuss? Yeah, so we've talked a lot about that. What we're hoping basically is to hear from people whose, whose job it is to think about building pipelines, what they're most excited by. And that can be excited by in their own pipelines, excited by uh, on a sort of BD level what they want to bring into their pipelines, or if they're so moved, even what they've just heard in the showcases. Now, I understand that that can be a delicate thing to comment on a company that's just presented, and so I don't expect a lot of that, but I would welcome it. If people, mm-hmm. if somebody wants to sit up and say, I really like that company X presentation, fantastic. I hope it is uh, interactive at that level, but I expect them more more reasonably to say what their company is interested in and where they see sectors, subsectors going like gene therapy, cell, cell-based therapy, uh, combination therapy and AMD, uh, devices for presbyopia, et cetera. I, I don't expect them to comment too much on individual companies just because it's politically a little more delicate. Uh, it looks to be, it'll be uh, an interesting one, I think, getting folks at, at that level where they're closer to the, the front line. It's going to provide some uh, unique insights, I'm sure. We'll follow the lunch with uh, a presentation about uh, the story of, of AMO. We had some fun. I had some fun interviewing Jim Mazo and Bill Link and others about that. So I hope people enjoy that video. And uh, following that, we'll have something called Challenges in Innovation. What would you do? This is a, a Gil Kleiman special. Gil has a unique viewpoint on, on how to put uh, panels together, and I think it's terrific. Uh, do you have any? Uh, what, what is your anticipation of this event? Oh, two things. You kind of jump past the the tribute, uh, the M- AMO. Tribute. <laughs> I just want to say that you know, that's a forty year odyssey in ophthalmology that has has been with us for virtually all of our professional careers, and it's really been an um, amazing survival rebirth story that now again is is rising um, at uh, in collaboration with J and J. So I, I think that's a, a very important. Uh, very important point in the meeting, and I'm, I'm, I'm fully supportive and thankful that we're recognizing the many teams. It's actually many, many people, many teams that have uh, created that 40-year uh, legacy. Um, yeah, Skill is fantastic, and he's always super entertaining. And he he has he suggested, and and we thought it was a great idea to really try to explore these near-death experiences in companies and how CEOs handle them. Um, and that's exactly what it'll be, the challenges in innovation and, and how do you how do you deal with that. We all recognize that the innovators are often, by necessity, more passionate and irrationally so than, than maybe those who aren't directly involved. But they have to be, and mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's the way to win. Conversely, when do you say enough is enough? And uh, I think he's going to touch on aspects of that uh, with, uh, through several different stories in ophthalmology. I think people really do appreciate it when there's a, a, a degree of of true honesty up on stage when someone's willing to say this is something I did wrong and would do differently. I think it's a, a great learning moment for folks. So I'm really looking forward to that discussion. And we're always grateful to have uh, the presentations by uh, David Park at AAO and uh, by uh, the National Eye Institute, um, Mali Duda. Um, what, uh, do, you, do you have any sense of what they'll be presenting? 
Um, I have a very high level sense. I, in years past, I've sort of sat down with both and, and we've talked about it. We didn't do that this year, uh, mostly because they've done it now several times and sort of know what, what the format and, and sort of, uh, content should be. And so we'll see what they have to say. I, I just do want to thank the Academy and David Park in particular. We would not, as you know, we would not have a, an OIS meeting at AAO if he and the Academy didn't allow us to do it and didn't Absolutely. facilitate that interaction. So he believes, and I, I agree that it's, it's a win-win for us in the Academy and that cross fertilizes, but uh, very thankful that he's involved on the NEI side. Um, you know, there, there we often hear about programs that they have that are intended to support innovation, and I think we'll hear some of that, and that's valuable. What I've asked Mala to do, and I hope she's able to, is to sort of canvas her colleagues and, and see if she can pick out one, two, or three NEI-funded scientific breakthroughs over the past 12 months that you know have the potential to, to be really transformative. And so I'm hoping that she'll bring that as well. I have not seen that yet. It's a uh, a tall order to pick the most of anything, but hopefully they'll and she will come with that as well. And following that will be a really new new panel, a novel a novel topic: uh, blended careers, industry, and medicine. Sort of highlighting the migration of of KOLs into industry. And this is a, a panel that you're actually sitting on. You're not leading the discussion. Uh, Dick Lindstrom will be leading that conversation. Yes, and I, I'm not seen or been at a, a panel or meeting where Dick wasn't was moderator and it wasn't uh, outstanding. So I'm <laughs> sure Dick Dick will do an amazing job. He himself has had perhaps the most blended career in medicine, going from academics to private practice to uh, industry at virtually every level. Now, investor board board seats, etc. So I think the intent here was really to put up some people who've transitioned back and forth across these lines and to make the point that you can create the career you want and it can have any mixture of all the above. And so uh, we would encourage people to to do that and find the career that is uh, fulfilling to them. It can have some clinic, lots of clinic, some industry, lots of industry, et cetera, et cetera. So these are intended to be people who've had a bit of uh, A, B, and C and how they, they found the mix that worked for them. I'm sure it'll be great. And, and I am excited to hear uh, John Norris's presentation. I'd like to get a sense of what he's seeing in the private financing realm. What are you uh, expecting to hear? I, I think both um, John Norris's private funding trends and uh, Andrew Gitkin's public uh, markets trends are sort of cornerstone pieces of at least OIS at AAO. As I mentioned earlier, we've always intended this to be a, a meeting of the finance world, the KOL world, and the industry world. And so having the finance component, I think, is super critical. People are interested in it. People who don't think about it as much as John and Andrew uh, want to know the, the lingo, the jargon, and what's happening. Uh, and it's important. It really does drive the uh, the innovation. Without funding, there is no innovation. And so I think it's important that, that people who are interested in innovation be uh, up to speed and, and uh, attuned to these trends. And you had a, a guiding hand in uh, creating the OIS Index, and it's uh, coming upon its, its birthday. Uh, and uh, Michael Lackman, the president of IQ Research, who's, who manages that for us and does a great job, will be giving a, a, an update of the, the first year of the index. So. Uh, that, that's been a great vehicle, I think, a great addition to the uh, the OIS portfolio. I agree. I, I think, again, it's a, it's a very nice tracking tool at a minimum, and it does sort of allow, give us a vehicle, a tool to 
to look at what's what's moving up and down in our industry and um, sort of the, the importance of milestones as they occur, at least on the public side. And we always follow that by um, selected pub- public company presentations. And this year we'll have uh, six of those with Aerie, Alamera, Clearside, Kella, Optitech, and Glaucos. So, uh, yes, we're sort of ending the, the day as progressively going later from sort of small private companies to private financing to public markets and then to public companies. And finally, as I'm sure you would have gotten to, uh, Jim <laughs> Mazo's uh, much-anticipated and always entertaining Masters of the Industry um, panel, which has the the CEOs of, of our largest multinational um, CEOs and senior executives of our largest mo- multinational companies. And uh, as I said, Jim does a great job with that. It's a, it's really his, his panel. He's created it. He's uh, built it. And it's one of the most uh, anticipated, as I said. It's going to be great. There's a lot of uh, uh, great voices up there and, and real newsmakers. So I'm looking forward to that also. That's it. So this is, uh, this is coming up next week. I appreciate your, uh, your work in this and, uh, I look forward to seeing you in New Orleans. Great. Back to my presentation now. Thank you. <laughs> Get back to work. That'll wrap it up, everyone. Thank you, Emmett Cunningham, for joining me on the OIS podcast. Always a pleasure to talk to you and to go over the upcoming events at OIS. It is shaping up to be a great day. It will be a day packed with people. Again, it's probably going to be our largest event. So I hope you will consider joining us. Go to OIS.net to register. It's happening November 9th at the Hyatt Regency, New Orleans. And I really don't know what else I can say. You've listened to the whole podcast. You know what's happening on that day. I have done all I can do, all in your hands now. But if you want to do something for me, feel free to give this podcast a ranking on iTunes. It'll help other people find the podcast. Do tell your friends about OIS podcast if you are a fan or if they are as much of a fan of innovation and ophthalmology as you are. Don't forget to shoot me an email, tom at healthag.com. That's the word health, followed by the letters egy.com. Let me know how we're doing. Just say hello, suggest some topics or some guests. We'd love to hear it all. And of course, I want to see you next week at OIS at AAO. We'll be doing some interviews there. If you see me, please uh, stop by and say hello. It would be a great pleasure to meet you. And finally, of course, you can subscribe to the OIS podcast. Just find the subscribe button on your podcast player, and you will get this podcast and future podcasts sent directly to your listening device. That's it, everyone. Don't forget, next week is November 9th. Meet me in New Orleans. Go to OIS.net to register. So we'll see you there.